The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Radio show. Back at it again with another stream. I was um, waiting for Mike Tyson to knock us out. How the hell are you, you fucking lizard people? <laughs> lizard people, huh? Daily and slimy as you. Huh. Cold too? Cold Obviously. That's the first thing I thought of when as soon as you said reptiles. You fucking doing you a bunch of reptile listeners. <laughs> Reptilian shapeshifters. Who's gonna listen to the show? <laughs> Fucking reptiles. Any of you guys remember the show V? No. When we were little kids and they were lizard people? No. I don't think so. Oh, that was a good show. Do you remember Small Wonder? I remember yes. Small Wonder. That was a great yeah. show. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met somebody who remembers V. Tinker around trying to fix her. That shit freaked me out, man. It's that a weird was a premise, man. Show. Think about these shows. You had Small Wonder. Next yeah. to back to back with Alf. Yeah, oh, Alf dude, it was a creepy, man. Alien trying to eat cats and shit. He was like a big, not a big, but he's a cryptid, though. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking small wonder, dude. That show gave me nightmares. Couldn't have. Just like when they like went to the back wasn't it wasn't like, it a children's show? <laughs> no, it was like some kind of family sitcom. What, what, what triggered you, Nick? I want to hear about it. Well, it was when he went, the girl broke down, then he'd go behind her and, like, open her back panel and start, like, tinkering her own. <laughs> you make yourself just a T-800. Oh, 
It was brutal. Put that little horror. It was crazy. For you. I mean, I can see how you can find that scary. All right, let's see updates. Updates. What do we got? Uh, man, we had the Halloween episode last week pre-recorded. Yes. Do you guys want to talk about what you did on Halloween? Can we talk about what we actually did that day. I don't. I went to a dinner. That's what I did. Would y'all do anything fun? On actual Halloween, I worked. And then I was supposed to go out again, and I was so tired from staying out way too late the night before that I I did not. I will say, Leah, that I did see your Cheshire Cat costume on the Facebook story. It looked great. Thanks. It took a long time. I learned some very valuable lessons about painting your whole face. And then I, like, got home Saturday night. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in it. I bet I can just touch it up. And then I woke up late for work the next morning and I'd like licked a bunch of the face paint off around my lips <laughs> in my sleep. And so I was like, well, I don't oh have time God. to fix this. Pecan, so I tried to wash my face and I just had like blue stripes in my hairline because I didn't even wash my face that well. Then I get to work and I'm very like, good morning. And they're like, why is your neck blue? I was like... Because I forgot to wash my neck or arms before I came to work. Yeah. And everybody kept asking me if I was Avatar. So I had these weird <laughs> blue stripes on my arms. Uh, you guys want to talk about what you guys did on Halloween? Nick, did you say you were going to go see a movie? I think that's what you said you were going to go do. Oh, uh, well, I did go see Halloween Kills. Oh, not- did you? Was it good? It wasn't as good as the 2018 one, but it was pretty good. I still that's haven't seen it. I, I, I started watching it. I legally acquired it, and I started watching it. But I I tried to watch it while I was doing my day job, and I couldn't. I couldn't like do both. both. I couldn't do both because at my regular job, I try to multitask, and for some things it works to put it on in the background. But for that movie, it didn't work because I was losing visual plot points, which is good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I went and saw Dune too on opening night, which was oh nice, cool man. I feel like that one would have been worth. I watched it just on HBO Go, but yeah. I feel like it would have been good to watch in theaters because it was so hard to like. It it had the like this big music score, and then like they'd talk, and I'd be like, "Oh god damn it!" Now I have to turn it back up because it was so loud in the musical. Yeah. Well, actually, Halloween night though, we just had a fire out front, a bonfire. Oh, that sounds actually really nice. Hung out. We should like, uh, we should do that. We got the kind that's on wheels where you just put it in the driveway and put chairs around it. Oh, nice. Because it was the weather was pretty nice, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids were crazy in my neighborhood, man. They were, like, all over the place. I don't talk to children. There were tons of kids. Then the, like, the, like teenagers were, like, riding around on little pit bikes and dirt bikes, ripping through the neighborhood like wild people. And It's a golf cart community, so, like, they were on golf carts with their parents and, like, Going from block to block, you know, I mean, they must have scored big time. So. Nice. And I want a golf cart. It's pretty fun. Wazzy, what'd you do on Halloween? Anything fun? Uh, well, the night before, my uh, my current roommate wanted to take me out to like to a family party, which we went to, thinking, you know what, we're gonna stay up. We're going to just get blasted and have fun. I ended up getting so sleepy by 1130. Uh, I dressed up as Harley Quinn, like the red and black. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, um, and uh, I just got so sleepy. I was like, man, I got to go to work tomorrow. I can't do this right now. Yeah. 
and I came from work like right before that working at like a 10 hour shift so I was just like mm, no I'm not gonna do man, this man you're, you're playing a dangerous game there on that one 10 hour shift just to work the next day again in the morning Oof. yep I did that uh, Sunday we I we didn't I didn't have work but I ended up sleeping in and then as soon as I woke up I just ended up watching some full moon uh, like astrological transit stuff and then ended up falling asleep again <laughs> oh to be young and to have energy oh, oh whatever I mean, frank you're not even i'm old, just dude. young <laughs> i don't have the energy i could i could probably try to do it i i'm i still feel like i'm in my prime i don't dude, think i work 10 hour days and go to bed at like 1 a.m every night oh yeah, I, so do i but i mean it's i've been spoiled guys i don't do that it's not optimal performance. i actually have to drive somewhere to go to work frank well, all three of us do. I have to. Yeah, I have to leave my house when I when I pour drinks for myself at home. It's I mean, just you have to alcoholic. put like rollerblades on or you know stuff like that and ride to work, right? Me? Yeah. No, I ride she, a bike. She she. I, have you listened to our shows? She bikes from <laughs> Wicker Park, where she lives, all the way to the Loop on a bicycle, a huffy, and sometimes she does it on a day that she doesn't actually work. And you don't blade to work? I don't. I don't own rollerblades. I also oh. uh, don't live in Wicker Park anymore. And Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Move. Don't you listen to the show? Uh, and I have uh, fair. not a Huffy. I have a Specialized. A brown Huffy. She's got this. She's got a... What kind of bike do you have, Leo? It's called Thank a Specialized. Oh. She's got specs. Hey, put your specs Nick, on, all right? Nick has one of those bikes that has the big banana seat on it. It does not. It absolutely does not. No, Nick does. Nick has that. Oh, I was like, it does not. <laughs> my fucking handlebars are like this. And he's my got, a, he's like got a basket on the front and the banana seat. <laughs> banana hammock, dude. We tried to put the peg so I could ride on the back, but I'm too fat and the pegs broke off when I got He'll on just, there. He'll just like Stop. pull me off on that. <laughs> oh my God, that is not what I wanted to imagine. <laughs> oh, Frank, talking about like bikes uh, let's not even get into it i'm just remembering the guy's front wheel just fucking fell off yeah nick and i were at chipotle once and we were <laughs> awkward because we didn't really know each other very well but we were having lunch together because we wanted to like meet new people you know how chipotle has those uh bars that are like looking out the window nick and i are sitting next to each other eating a burrito with our mouths full and nick is like look at that guy right there and there's this guy losing control now this is frank franklin and lake street in the loop oh my it's god that chipotle right there yeah. So there's a guy out in front of us riding his bike, and you could tell he's losing control of the handlebars. <laughs> and I guess this guy's deal was that he used to take the front tire off so nobody would steal the bike. You know how they'll do yeah. that? And I guess when he put it back on, he didn't tighten it all the way. So he's riding on the street in front of the Chipotle <laughs> in the middle of the street, not even trying to cross at a crosswalk the correct way, just zig like diagonally through the street. His front wheel just flies off his bike, and he just, oh, poor guy. This fucking oh. eat shit, man. He, he ate that fucking pavement that day, and his bike wheel just rolled away. And me and Nick were just that like, was the bugger <laughs> factor, and they had to run after a fucking runaway. Oh, wheel, his dude. bike was fucked. Anyways, oh yeah, uh, that would fuck up your bike pretty bad. Really I can't. quick before we get into anything else, Allie's sabbatical is over. Allie is back. However, just by the sheer virtue of luck, her, tonight is her scheduled night off. But Allie should be back next week, and then Nick has her work issue still. And so she may not be back for a while. We don't know when she's coming back. You'll also notice that Nick herself is not streaming on her own gaming channel. So wish her all the best of uh, luck. 
hopefully she'll be back soon to podcast with us and we're just going to do the best that we can in the meantime so you guys want to get into the topic or do you guys want to talk about anything else before we no i'm i'm down to talk about the topic i'm excited uh, solid 10 minutes of band i want to hear about this topic it seems really interesting i actually don't know much about it really yeah oh it's such a cool story All right, Wazzy, take us in whenever you're ready. Awesome. So before I start talking about this topic, um, I wanted to mention a a shorter story about something just as creepy that kind of has a similar theme to it, Um, just to give a little, like a little palate cleanser. Ooh, okay. Um, Cleanse me. Have any of you heard of Elizabeth Bathory? I have not. I don't know. The name sounds vaguely familiar, but not enough that I know what it is. Perhaps this will refresh your memory. So Elizabeth Bathory was a, um, she was born in Transylvania and she was raised in Hungary. She was, I believe, a princess. Like she was part of like royalty, like higher up, higher status. Um, Not sure exactly what it was, but definitely in royalty. Um, And her thing was torture. She absolutely just enjoyed and revered in torturing um her female servants like young female servants or enjoyed and revered in sorry about that that was my phone. whoa that is my bad right. my bad i was like what happened i was double checking the stream quality on my phone i was I'm about sorry. to be like there's more than one of me here there is one and a half of me you want right. to have <laughs> you want another one in my bad. Go um, ahead. I, that was totally me. <laughs> and uh, she would. So it's like some of the torture things that she would do to her female servants would be like um, she would smear honey on their uh, on her servants and then have bees attack them. She would push pins under the nail beds of her. Uh, female servants as well and then eventually when she has like her fun doing all sorts of torture uh she ends up killing them draining them of their blood what and then bathing in it for eternal youth she is considered the first vampire um but really what she is is just a sadistic motherfucker that just like to bathe in blood that it was gonna pull she was pulling a cleopatra but I mean, they say that blood's supposed to be really good for the skin. Yeah, I just I, find it hard to find people that I can kill so easily for it. Right. You could bathe in animal blood. It's not the same. That's a sacrifice. It's a ritual. Man. Blood ritual. How did we get to the animal blood? Mm. Also, I like animals more than I like most people. One cow would probably last a few weeks. Yeah. That blood will coagulate. You can't keep blood that long. Unless you have the proper means for it. True. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wazzy and I have no idea what we're talking about, actually. We don't. We're just going with the tangent, as we always do. <laughs> Anyways. The... Frank's so scared. <laughs> I'm not Anyways, scared. I just please, don't know. Don't be scared yet, okay? I'm, don't be I'm scared yet. I'm having a old time. I love it. I already love the fact that your candle your candle is like doing a little thing here. <laughs> Every time you bring up the candle, he gets more scared. <laughs> That's more scary than whatever you're talking about, bathing in cow blood coagulated. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna bathe in the cow it's, blood. It's I the need people of the blood. dead, so um we're not far off. Uh 
but the, the, the main topic is, um, her name is Madame Delphine LaLaurie, and she is the main character of American Horror Story on season three, I believe it is. Coven, and, yeah. She's a big part of it. Um, and uh, she is quite a character because she just reveled in um, torture as well. She was a wealthy socialite and mm-hmm. also, unfortunately for the time, um, a slave owner as well in the state of Louisiana. She lived specifically in New Orleans um, around the 1820s. So something that's like an important fact to remember about this entire thing is that around the 1820s, in New Orleans at least, there was a very ironic and uh, counterintuitive rule in terms of uh, the enslaved. So you can't, you can own the enslaved, you can have them, you can literally do everything else that's, uh, that was unfortunately allowed. But get this, you cannot give them cruel or unfair treatment slash punishment. <laughs> Exactly what my reaction was. Also, Wazzy, really cool. We got Lord Cronus joining us and saying hello. What's up? Hold on. There we go. Got this uh, drop for him here. Lord Cronus. Listen to the show long enough, you'll get a drop. That's bribery. All right. So the slaves were not allowed to be the slaves. You could not be cruel to the slaves. Got it. Correct. So you cannot. I want want to know what they would consider what was cruel and what wasn't. I mean, that just seems so. going to find out. (laughs) I mean, in general, I mean. I mean, yeah, in general. It just like when when I was doing research for this throughout the entire time that I've like known this story and just known about it historically, it's just always was one hell of a ride and then and a lot of it is very counter uh, counterintuitive very yeah. ironic for what it stands for at that time um so starting off she's crazy all right <laughs> she's crazy the lady was married like three times two of the husbands somehow mysteriously died nobody knows why i'm gonna the guess th- her i yeah yeah, I mean, obviously, whenever they say mysterious, it's going to most likely be. Um, and then the third husband, where she, where she uh, got her last name from, LaLaurie, um, is the one that kind of, like, sparked a lot of scrutiny. Um, when they first started out, they were kind of like this lovey-dovey couple. You know, they were very well-known, um, very uh, well-known in, in terms of, like, financially, socially. They were just kind of, like, up there. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, it got to a point where they started fighting and they started fighting bad where people would hear the commotion from inside the house. Obviously, they wouldn't be like, hey, what's going on? But, you know, they'd be like, hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> um, and uh, eventually what they did, and this is the other ironic part, was they it got to the point where they were both losing their shit because of the other and instead of they separated but instead of separating they lived on either sides of the house like they had a big ass mansion 
and they just lived on either side. Sounds so like, like parents, yeah. Lalori lived on one. Yeah, friends parents are like that. Yeah, that's how my parents are. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're just gonna draw a big chalk line down the middle of the house. No, at this point you <laughs> might as well. You might as well. Um, however, uh, Mr. Lalori at the time, I believe, was a, uh, I believe he was a, a doctor, a doctor, quote unquote, a doctor. And he like, he, he claimed to know uh, voodoo magic as well, um, or to be able to partake in it and like use both of those to like really heal people, no matter who they are, what they are, just really just bring that forward for them. Um, and thus began the long, enduring torture of the enslaved that uh, the the Lorries owned, especially Madame Lori. Her name is so fucking weird to pronounce when you're saying it so loud. Um, I'm just gonna pull up my notes here. Excuse me. Um, so basically, it, like they also say, like the rumor is that her third marriage was so tumultuous. Obviously, if it drove her to do the things that she did, um, like to the point of madness. And so, like now that we were mentioning that law at the time, um, it so it really protected the enslaved from cruel and um, unusual punishments. And then Lalori was known to torture and abuse her. Uh, so you know, due to her wealth instability within her mind widowed after like three damn husbands no one really knew what was going on within the mansion everybody was just like oh she just went you know quiet because obviously she's just in an in of her head and it wasn't until around uh what is that april 1834 that there was a fire on the house and you know it got to the point where like people were like what the hell is going on the mansion's up in flames why is nobody doing anything about it so the townspeople around that time started going in there to to save whoever they could they're thinking you know lalori's probably in there uh her kids are probably in there you know senior lalori's in there somewhere and obviously everybody else that was working for her um come to find out they're going in there and they see one, uh, they see a woman chained to a radiator, like a radiator heater with um, handcuffs. And she is the uh, cook of the house. Mm. So she basically manages the kitchen um, all the time. And uh, they come in to see her basically chained others rush in to help anybody there they saw many of the enslaved like tortured to the brink of death in the attic so at least like seven of them were beaten or bloody to the point where the ground was soaked up in blood um as well as having their like skin falling off um skin flayed their eyes gouged out at one point there was even like one reports supposedly of like someone who was on the brink of death but basically their entrails were like oh, dragging along with them but they were just so fucked that they couldn't really do much except so you know fucked. be in that agonizing pain that's a good way to put it i guess just, just die already <laughs> it took critical yeah damage. finish it then yeah yeah finish it then finish, finish it then and then some of their so and then the, this is the more fucked up part some of them actually had their mouths uh sewed shut with uh 
feces stuffed in there. And oh. that was done by Madame LaLaurie. This sounds so, like a human centipede kind of thing. It, it, it is. I feel like she would have fit in in that movie. Oh, she actually did attempt to do that. Um, there's a report of her actually attempting to do that. Um, if, she, if they were not dead or they were about to be dead, there was also a pile of dead bodies that were rotting in there as well, many which were beyond recognition due to mutilation, and a lot of them were also without their organs. Like, you just, they were empty. So these were her slaves that she was doing this to? Mm -hmm. I thought she had to be nice to the slaves. That doesn't sound, that sounds pretty cruel. Yeah, it's it's very, like, low-key, because, like, it's a mansion, like, it's a huge mansion. She's basically crazy. She's this wealthy socialite, and so everybody's like, we don't want to go near her. You know, well, like, also, I don't think it was like she was doing it where anybody knew it either, like yeah. until they went in. Yeah, and it wasn't until that house fire happened that they actually found out what the treatment was. They started zooming mutilated so, yeah. corpse. But prior to that, nobody knew, and honestly, nobody would have cared because of who they were. If she and, killed enough of them, though, wouldn't she have to start doing all the hard labor herself then? She'd have to start cooking. She'd yeah, just buy more. Let's cook. Well, she didn't even do that. She just, she simply just wanted to torture. Like, she didn't even give a shit about the chores or stuff. Like, yeah, they were still expected to do it. But the worst thing was, was that she still wanted to torture them and will keep torturing them. And like I said, some of them, you know, had their eyes gouged out, their entrails falling around, and they were still expected to do their, uh, to do their job, you know? And she just... She doesn't give a fuck about her doing chores. So, so like, the poor motherfucker that had his fucking sausage entrail guts hanging out, <laughs> he had to, like, hold on to him while he's over there, like, cooking chili or something, he's like, right? He's like, he takes out basically. his intestine, he's like, hold this. I'm going to go cook over here. <laughs> yeah, go no, cook. basically. Here, yeah. give me my fucking bag so I can carry it with me. No, basically, at this point, um, Man, that's, that's, that's what it was. Um... Others walked around like zombies, quite literally. Their bones were broken in unnatural ways, um, moaning and groaning. Are there Others pictures were of all this? I got pictures of the house I could put on on the stream. Yeah, there's picture. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you should be able to. Here's the mansion pictures. if you if you want to check the stream out. I got it. Well, it's not the original mansion. Oh, that's what I found on the internets. They, the original uh, the original mansion burned down. They rebuilt on the same site. Mm -hmm. they um let's see where was i i was at oh yeah so they there's a report of lalori actually breaking a couple of the enslaved like bones in order to create almost like a human crab and then she did the same exact thing where she sewed kind of like a human centipede centipede like ass to mouth type human of situation crab. and tried to create a human centipede but obviously she failed and i mean it's a beautiful building yeah it is how do you make a human crab and then go ass to mouth i don't listen you, people do things right? ATM, this kind dude. of crab they just wanted a crab crusty crab so there were uh reports of many people that had holes in their heads um, and something that's really fucked about what she wanted to do with it is often if you saw one of the enslaved with a hole in their head, you would also see a wooden spoon. 
And the wooden spoon is exactly for what it sounds like to steer their brains through that hole. Yeah. Yeah. While they're still alive. Ugh. I feel like that's not oh. going to be good for them. No, I don't think so either. How old was she when she was doing this? She was well into, like, she, she started, they, there's reports of her, like, saying, like, showing these types of signs when she was, like, in her late 20s. But from what it sounds like, it was, like, her prime 30s. Oof. So, she, like, she, she was age. beautiful from what I saw well-to-do female as young right and then she was like doing this psycho bitch stuff on the down low <laughs> yeah so she basically she basically was giving off like she wasn't even trying to hide it really she was just like i have power i have money i have status so her just her power just got to her and she just got lazy and just didn't fucking care anymore that too and a lot of it was because of her third husband and her third husband was the one that kind of really was the catalyst for it because if she did, if he didn't come in saying like oh I'm a doctor I'm a doctor and I can fix things well let's, let's do some experiments at the house let me practice let me drill right. in their head but yeah right and that was what it was for him like it was practice like he was practicing medicine but like he wasn't an actual doctor he was just simply like trying to just you know, really was, you know what they call that a hack well back in the day you could literally just be like oh I'm a doctor oh I'm a dentist yeah, I'm a snake oil seller yeah, I'm gonna keep. You I know. Eternally young. One of the funniest things about that kind of thing is if you guys ever seen Sweeney Todd in the Barber Fleet Barber Street, whatever that is. There's a scene in there where it's like Borat, the actor mm -hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen, selling jars of urine as like cure for baldness, and like mm -hmm. these people are putting piss on their heads. It's like I fuck? fucking love that man. The whole movie's pretty cool. They're, they Wait, just that was in Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Borat. Borat was in Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Borat. Yes. He had a stuffed crotch that make his... Dude, he stuffed his crotch... Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. He stuffed his crotch and makes his dick look like it was a fucking horse cock. And, like, he was selling piss. <laughs> he was selling piss saying it's, like, a cure for baldness. And he used to say, like, oh, I shaved the Pope. Sorry, I'm getting off track. He continues. Jeez, Frank. Oh, no, you're good. Jeez. As long as we're talking it's, about people... That it's a great good. movie. <laughs> I mean, um, they, they cut him up and made him into pies. Oh, yeah. So here's another one. Another report explains a woman wrapped up in her own and other human, uh, others' human intestines, as well as signs of, as I've mentioned before, attempts of making a human centipede with a woman's mouth sewed to another person's rectum. Uh, by the way, the, the thing that I'm reading is like my own words. I actually wrote this whole thing a while back. I'm just reiterating some of it and just adding. Right, like paraphrasing things out of it, yeah. From your um, notes. Me notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, beyond the reports of the fire, there were many rumors that were to be uh, true. Um, well, there were many rumors to be true, but only two were actually true. Um, one where, like, a man uh, chose to throw himself off the third-story window instead of subjecting himself to punishment by LaLaurie. That because, like, what the guy said was, in terms of this, was, like, um one of the like the the survivors of the like the fire was like yeah he he basically said that death is a lot better than being tortured and being abused by both I'd agree with that because you're basically the living dead you're yeah. you can't do anything without getting antagonized you can't um 
you can't really feel safe no matter what you do. And yeah. it gets even more fucked up. From I would here. imagine once you reach a certain pain threshold, you, you know, you just want to end it. Well, yeah. or if you have the opportunity, like, you know, you're not going to get out any other way. Right. My yeah. question is, and I just saw this, how did she enforce this? Like, who was the muscle for this to happen? Mm. She is. Couldn't they just overpower her and be like, no. This slaves didn't do that. Well, think of how many you, slaves were treated like garbage by Well, when you think about well, it. Well, that's what I'm asking. Who's going to enforce it? Well, clearly, she's not going to do it on her own. She's a little frail, like, 25-year-old woman. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, at that time, you also have to think about what century this is in. And in the early 19th, 19th century, there wasn't really much enforcement. And given the fact that she was a wealthy socialite, um, law enforcement was involved later on. But, you know, I'll, I'll explain in a little bit. But she basically pays them off and gets on with it. And But, like, really what got to her at the end of everything was realizing, like, the townspeople was not going to accept this. Like, they're not going to be happy about this because they don't know anything that's happening behind closed doors. And that is where... Like, again, like, shit just escalates. Because right now, she's still in the story, but she ends up doing some fuck shit that gets her God knows where. Um, the other rumor that actually was true is a young girl uh, that was chased, beaten, and eventually she climbed onto the roof to save herself from punishment as well. Her name is Leah, and she's 12 years old. Uh, she then jumped to her death. Uh, and in order to cover up her death, you know, LaLaurie buried her. However, you know, LaLaurie eventually, like, you know, somebody tipped him off and she was fined by the authorities. And what she had to do as punishment was she had to, she was forced to sell some of her slaves. And of course, when they all looked the other way, she bought them all back. And many were even kept for her husband to practice Haitian voodoo. Um, on prior to his death, obviously. And then it turns out the cause of the death was the cook chain. She said that she would prefer to die and everybody else in here than be subjected to her torture. So she was often starved and no matter what time of day it was, no matter who, no matter what, this the cook was always chained to the radiator, like always to the kitchen heater, no matter what. Um, and at some point, like, if LaLaurie's daughters wanted to give the cook some food, uh, LaLaurie would actually beat the hell out of her daughters for trying to help her slaves. Mm. So mm. at, like, some point, like, even her, her own family was just like, oh, yeah, you guys are just as bad. Like, she didn't do the things that she would have done to them as depraved, but still beat them, still abused them, still was like, nah, you don't get to come around here and pretend like you know what you're doing. I wonder what kind of gourmet meals he had to be cooking up and that he couldn't try. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it's just, it's just, it, it just gets interesting from here. Let's see. So when the townspeople, uh, when the townspeople did find out about this, um, they, out of like the entire like mob, I would say it was like 400 people or so, uh, that just, they like ransacked the whole fucking mansion inside out. Like they threw lamps out, they threw furniture out. They just went batshit crazy. 
And during this entire event, it was thought that LaLaurie, her daughters, and her loyal chauffeur all fled um, as they were not found at this event. So throughout this entire time, they're looking, they're ransacking the place. None of the four people are anywhere to be found. Um, to this day, it is unknown where she may have gone. Uh, there are rumors that she has actually ended up in Paris. Um, there are extremely heavy debates as if uh, as to if she even made it to Paris, let alone if it was that same year that she died. Um, it is said that she comes back to, or it is said that she came back to New Orleans and just she started doing the same shit again under a different name. Um, which there are evidence to corroborate that, but there is also evidence to corroborate like, yeah, she just died and just kept to herself. But again, there's not enough information to support either. Um, there are, let's see, and as for the house, obviously it still stands to this day with the third story window, uh, cemented from where the gentleman and the, and Leah, uh, jumped from. It served as a school in 1838 where many students reported seeing the enslaved in, uh, in their torture abuse. So there were instances where like, um, students would be, uh, you know, walking down the hallway or they would be in a classroom that's like empty and they're about to leave. And all of a sudden they see someone with their eyes gouged out or they see someone or they see the woman with the intestines wrapped around her um, or they see their skin completely flayed off like a, you know, like a fish fillet. Like it's just bad at this point. And so it got to a point where like a lot of kids were like, this has to be a sick joke. Somebody's playing a like, you know, like this this makes no sense. Obviously the paranormal energy was so bad enough and obviously enough people died there enough for there to be that substantial reaction, uh, years later. And then in the late 1880s, it became a conservatory of music, which I am completely mind boggled by, um, where obviously the hauntings continued. So at some, and here's a fun fact about this house is that at some point, Nicholas Cage actually owned this house and, um, all of his fucking misfortunes started then as well. Like around this time too, like all of a sudden, like he, he, he got into an accident. He lost his money. Are you talking money. about like national treasure, Nick Cage? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He also has a Krypton. Purchased already in one of the cemeteries down there. How do we know he's not a vampire? We don't, I guess. How do you know I'm not a vampire? That's, I mean, a pretty well, stand. How do we you, know you're not a vampire? I, well, Leah, I know that you can't be in sunlight for too long or else you start your skin starts burning up. <laughs> it's true. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, oh, okay. So I just have two more points. Um, it was later transformed into an apartment complex in which many tenants have been, get this, murdered. Um, around this time, <laughs> many were constantly spooked and even left their spaces because they would actually like see, physically be able to feel and hear the slaves as well. And since then, like the mansion was in talks of being used for the conjuring series. Whereas, you know, amateur ghost hunters have tried to spend the night there. Um, you know, even though LaLaurie has been inferred to be dead, they've never actually found her body to this day. They don't know where it is. They don't know where her whereabouts are. They don't know anything about it. 
Um, they just simply know that she unless, unless she's a vampire, she's also dead, right? Um, I mean, I loved the way they tie the fact that they don't know where she is into the storyline for when they did American Horror, because yeah, the way they did it was that one of the slaves that she tortured, his lover was a like a voodoo priestess, and she curses her. And they dig her up years later, and she's still alive. Interesting. That's I would love to see that, like a movie like that. That'd be great. Well, I um, mean, that was coming. It was great. I mean, I mean, that's yeah. really what Lalori, like who Lalori is. I think like some of the main things as far as when, uh, when the mansion got turned into an apartment complex, was that, uh. Obviously, people got murdered there. That's one. Um, What's some but, cases of that? Do you have so, any? So, from what... There weren't that many, like, good resources as far as explaining what happened. But in light, or I would say it's kind of very fucked up that some of the MOs of these supposed murders were very similar in forms of, like, the mutilation so you know i believe there was like a reported incident of like someone actually getting murdered by an axe well we don't know if somebody got tortured with an axe back when the lalori mansion was still existing it still provided that mutilation and it mm -hmm. provided a lot of this um negative energy and then there were instances where like couples would go to sleep in different apartment complexes in there and all of a sudden they'll wake up to see um they'll wake up to see one of the slaves like screaming for help like actually screaming for help or actually grabbing their legs and like saying like you need to get out of here mm -hmm. and like their entrails are coming out it's That's just nuts. like it got to the point where like people were like no we cannot live here anymore we can't do this anymore so what is it now so right now it still stands as it is. Um, I'm gonna put it back up on the stream. I can do that. Yeah, I think you're like you're still. I think you're still able to like go visit it, visit it on like the block that it's on and everything. I don't know if they've opened it since, but from the last time that I spoke to a colleague of mine, they said that they visited a while back and they were able to kind of like see the inside a little. But I don't know if that still is true today. Or so what you're saying you can today. still take a tour or no? I don't know if you can right now, but I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they'd capitalize on that. So I'm sure that's a, a huge possibility, if not just there. Hmm. But uh, it's uh, very interesting because at first you wouldn't really think something like this actually happened. Um, up until like you actually see you hear the, the the accounts that they give and like they're talking about even the chauffeur who is rumored to supposedly help them escape during this entire like fire thing that happened like he's like this loyal guy got them into the like fucking carriage or whatever and just like took off with them and was just like yeah you know and like they were just saying like what what did she have to do in order for him to be as loyal to her 
you know or is he just as fucked up like they don't really talk about him as much but like that's something that always intrigued me so was he, not, was he another slave or was he a free person he 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 was a free person he was just their chauffeur like he was just their driver hmm. or no actually he yeah he was a free person okay well he's probably like that because he didn't want that shit to happen to him so he's like i'll drive the car with the plan of being able to drive away if shit got too real. I mean, carriage, not car, but yes. He was going to drive the horse. Yes. Well, the first three letters is car, so we're good. Oh, thanks for the save, <laughs> Wazzy. Damn. There you go. We, made, we we have a middle point. The carriage. The, the carriage. <laughs> carriage. Carriage. I've got two horsepower on this carriage. Courage. It sounds like you're saying courage. Is it a Clydesdale or is it a thoroughbred, Frank? What kind uh, of horsepower are we talking I, I, about? This, dude, I don't, I don't fucking know horses, man. I said, I don't know horses. You know were just talking about a horse. Nick, 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 horse. Huh? Who's our horse expert? We have to have somebody that is. Me. Well, I know a Clydesdale is a breed. Quarter yes, it's a draft horse. horse. It's a type of draft horse. It's a Quarter horse. horse is another style of horse. Appaloosa. My parents have. My mom has. Uh, what are her fucking horses? <laughs> they're they're also draft horses. Mini they're horses. A different breed. Mini no, my mom's a really big lady, so she can't ride a normal horse. She could hurt it. So her horses are <laughs> I draft horse horses. Horse music exists. Just I can't a think of what kind of horse they're horses. Day. Uh, I can't think of what breed her horses are, yeah, but she has, my, she has four. You fucking always derail us all the time. Me? Yes. What did, how did I derail us here? You and your horsepower shit, man. <laughs> You're the one who then wanted to have a whole discussion about breeds of horses. He entraps me in that. I so. entrapped you. <laughs> all I said, all I said I is my carriage has two horsepower because it's, it's spite. Dude, there's two horses taking the carriage. I think That's I think like Nick is just entranced by I can't help myself. I think Nick is just entranced. I'm sorry to have entrapped you, Nick. He's just in love with him. I'm trying to keep the creepy factor going, man, but we're over here talking about fucking breeds of horses. I could have put on some barnyard music, but I kept it the creepy music just for us, okay? Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, so anyways, so I think that the butler or the chauffeur probably was so loyal because he had to be. So that's yeah. possible. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's like what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like you're gonna have to reach a certain point of like detachment, uh, or just like loyalty. You're gonna have to come to a point of that where you're just like, you know what, like whether you agree with it or not, like your morals don't matter as much as Yeah. It's like do I wanna be a section of the human centipede or do I not want to I be do a... not want to be a section yeah. of the human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a hard pass on Do that they one. Give them all like different colored shirts so it's kind of colorful. No, stop. What? When they're human centipeding. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, like that is. I know that's. A, Thank you, Drake. I know that. Like with that question, though. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's done like some sort of fucked up indicate, like indicative. Also, yeah. once you sew them together, they have to stay in whatever color they're in. Maybe she paints their back so you can wash it off, repaint it a different color. 
Seems like a lot of thought you put into what you would do as it to a human centipede. They had Crayola washing. <laughs> There's endless <laughs> possibilities, okay? True. True, true. Thank you, Frank. I'm sorry, I really... I'm just trying to fill the dead air with... <laughs> uh, Percherons, I remember. Well, dead air because we're waiting for you to play your stupid fucking sound clip, man. Percherons. Well, I can keep playing it if you want. That's what kind of horses my mom has. Percherons. 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 They're Frank, very I'll big. picture up on the stream of that. Percheron. 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 Percherons. Okay, hold on. She has a black one, a white one. She's got a she's got a black Percheron named Smuckers. No, I don't know. Uh, his name is not Smuckers. <laughs> I really appreciate your sound effects. Oh, you're... Her horses' names are dumb. Like Nelly and May. <laughs> I can't remember what the baby is. Horsing around, right? Oh my god. Look at Frank with the Neiman Marcus ad. Oh my god. There you go. Zoom in on that. Zoom in on that. Zoom on what? The horse's mouth, dude. No, dude. I'm not going to zoom in on the <laughs> horse's mouth. What the fuck is wrong with you? I zooming into the horse's mouth on that first picture was just a different one. That was so. the picture from the YouTube video of the, the horse neighing sound effect. <laughs> Jeez, Oasis. Uh, what am I doing with my life? We don't know. I have a degree. I'm not supposed to be like this. How did she dispose? How did she dispose of the human remains? She wasn't. She was just leaving them piled up in the attic. Yeah. But eventually, it would smell so bad. You'd have to do something, right? I mean, you forget how bad everyone smelled back then. Not so just that. another bad smell. Yeah, and not just that. Like she also had a big enough place where she could just live on like on the other side of it if she wanted to to get away mm. from it but like as far as disposal goes like she really didn't care she would just leave them to die and if not like if if it was controversial enough to the point where like somebody saw like the 12 year old girl then yeah she'll bury them up or whatever but uh right at the time she just was like to her to her it was kind of almost like a trophy you know and and to her it almost was like garbage they were garbage mm. you know you get to play with it mm. you have to do whatever you're done it's worn out that's it another way to think about it is like a, taking a piece of copy paper you know you have the sheet it's all ready to go then you start crumpling it the fuck up you can un you can uncrumple it but the creases are still yeah, there the folds paper. are still there it's still crumpled you fucked up and you know once you fuck that paper that's hard paper. to Yeah, you can't unfuck it. No, you can't. Don't, don't fuck this paper. Can you really unfuck most things once you fuck up? No. What is the exception? I don't know. I, I don't think there is a way to do it. Because you said most. I don't know why you guys are asking me serious questions like that. I'm over here oh, playing horse sound effects. Can you put effects. back in the, the, the tube? No. <laughs> Nope. Does a white boy get a VL Placasso? No. <laughs> Does it snow in LA? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I don't think they know what we're talking about. I don't. No idea. It's it's that blood and blood up movie that It's that time of the night. You guys yeah, wanna start closing I never it up? Saw it. 
Sure. We can what else is left of this freak that we're talking about? Was he? No, right. This bitch, she's done for. That's it. I covered her. That's it. She. That's really the main. So, part. if you compare American Horror Story to what really happened, like, are they really similar or no? Um, in American Horror, they portrayed her as torture. Like, I mean, they showed a lot of that stuff, but she was also doing it for like. She would like bathe in their blood and stuff, and she was just a psychopath. Did she have like a torture pit stacked with bodies? And it was the attic and stuff. Oh yeah, the attic. Yeah. I think I think they did a good job in like essence of explaining who she is. There are obviously a lot of stark uh, stark differences in like historically that I've noticed. Like I've not watched the series. I've just like seen snippets to be like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. But a lot of it really, I mean, yeah, it, if you wanted to get like a gist of like a good idea of who she is. I mean, I don't think that obviously anybody knows why she was actually doing, you know, like yeah, and in, the, in, the, in the in the in the show, they made it seem like it was for some, you know, like partially because she was a psychopath. But, you know, yeah, I was going to ask, like, did she ever in the entire time mention to anyone like why she did it? why she was what her reasoning was what was driving her to do it no she she kept to herself uh she basically like everybody kind of like knew she was kind of a little like mad or she's gone mad um because they would always hear her like screaming and fighting with her husband the third one but they didn't like she never really expressed to anyone beyond the fact that she just like she just did it because she wanted to do it. Like the same reason why Leia said it. Like she's just a fucking psychopath. Mm. Like she's a sadist. But I feel like if someone is able to at least psychologically analyze any of the reports that were given, at least to if there's some truth to it, I think you'd be able to find out yeah, some something. like plausible idea. Well, like by the time the fire happened, I think she was like in her fifties. Yeah, she she was like. Like, prime time for her was, like, 30s, I think. 30s. So she started killing less and less the older she got, maybe. Well, then once she disappeared, who only knows? I mean, I don't know. People Lala get... Ree, she was crazy. Maybe, maybe she ended up in uh, Bohemian Grove. Maybe. Maybe. She had a sacrificial altar there. You know? Very. Wow. You're... I like interesting. Interesting. I saw it was, a, it was a really famous actress who played her in the show too. I can't think. Kathy the Bates. Axeman. The oh, Kathy Bates. You're right. Kathy Bates. And uh, the Axeman was in that season also, which was one of your topics before. The Nola Axeman. You don't remember? It that? was. They had the Nola Axeman. He's in that season also. Oh, he's the one that wanted the jazz music to be playing nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to play jazz. You have to play jazz music. So, and if you don't play jazz music, then somebody else. You is die. Fosse, there was this show that we did. That I don't know if it was the one that we had with Mr. Gorga a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Somebody referenced the jazz man. I think it was the Gorga episode, and I was like, "We did an episode on that. Go back and listen to it. It's pretty good." It was a it good was episode. A, I feel like audio-wise, that was a shitty episode. But yeah, uh, that was a good episode. We only th- we only think about the content. We have nothing but the best <laughs> audio. But um. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that one, but I uh, I find I, I just find things like that so fascinating because there's paranormal stuff 
But then you really think, you know, like Scooby-Doo, right? We all grew up watching that and just knowing like, yeah, humans really are the real monsters. We dress up and we we distort ourselves into realities that don't exist and we disassociate ourselves detaching things you know fantasizing romanticizing parts of our traumas or just things that appeal to us that not not necessarily have to be uh morally correct or appropriate right but it still appeals and you see that you you see it and um, you don't you don't have to do all of that. That's usually a front. But the fact that you can sit there, be a person, be as you are, just a normal human being and think, I'm gonna hurt someone today is more terrifying to think because supernatural, whether you believe it or not, technically doesn't exist because we can't see it. We can't see if we can't really understand it so there's a little bit of doubt there there's some room for that but then as human beings that's tangible that's physical we're here like you know the person you're talking to face to face could be the next axe murderer or could be the next person that cures cancer and you're never gonna know but the biggest people like i honestly would rather be afraid of people than i am i am more afraid of people than i am of like demonic Entities. dark horror stuff you know I like think that's a good thing yeah i think it'd be cool to or i think it's fair to be have a healthy fear of both but you also don't want to have either fear sort of take over your life either you know yeah. what i mean you don't want to have fear like interfere with what you're doing day to day i know mm-hmm. once you get older it gets harder because some people just get scared and paranoid as they get older have you guys noticed this like yeah old people Dude, my dad still locks the back door of his house, and he lives in such a good neighborhood, and he never used to do that shit. He never used to, he, he, my parents, like, growing up, used to leave the front door unlocked. Both doors unlocked. Yeah, mine too. And now it's like, even when they're home, back door unlocked. Have Has anything ever happened? No, it's just like a weird... Now I lock my bedroom door. Well, it's just because you don't want your roommate to come harass you. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> yes. Nick, uh, Nick shits with the bathroom door open so Dozer can see him. I don't close my Stay bedroom away. door. It's the only way. <laughs> they go on riverboat gambling trips. Make their own beef jerky. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. I'm derailing again. Nick is right. Uh, you're terrible. Yeah, I'm a terrible human being. If you make your own beef jerky, I want some. Just FYI. I'm actually going to buy it. this out there. So my mom asked me for a dehydrator for Christmas, so I'm going to buy her one. I already know what I'm going to buy. Nice. Yeah. True story. My dad asked for jeans, and my mom asked for dehydrator. Make sure you give them stretchy jeans so you can roundhouse kick your ass with them. <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna get my dad a nice <laughs> pair of. Uh, I mean, stretch is an option, but for my give dad, him the Levi's stretch jeans. No, dude, I'm never buying Levi's in my whole life ever again. <laughs> but I'm gonna get him some nice Japanese salvage jeans, like I got into. I, I I'm never myself gonna go back to shitty Levi's. You know? Whoa, dude. Those are fighting words to a lot of cowboys out there. Really? I mean, Levi's and the cowboy days were different. They were made differently. It's just that Levi's went over to a mass production method that produces a shitty product. Not denying that. You're just wearing Japanese salvage jeans that were salvaged from old Levi's. That's not true. That is true. The history is 
They just World rebranded II, it. No, in World War True, in World War Two, in that time frame. <laughs> World War True. World War True. <laughs> that's a true story. Uh, Levi's, along with a few other jeans companies, but mainly Levi's, got rid of their looms that they were using to create these really awesome jeans. And in the 50s, Levi's jeans were the fucking shit. And when they got rid of these old machines to move over to mass production jeans that are shit quality, guess who bought those machines, those looms? The Japanese bought the majority of them. And that's why in Okayama, Japan, all the best jeans are better than what Levi's is producing now, which in comparison are absolute dog shit. All right, I may need a link for this okay. product. Something also, do they make them for thick girls? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Well, they make them for thick boys. I'm a, I'm well, a, I'm okay. a, I'm a chunky boy. They make jeans for me. So <laughs> You're a chunky boy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chunky boy. So You're a chonker. I'm, I'm a chonker. So. Uh, well, I just remember when my little sister went to China. She brought me back a pair of pants, and she bought me the biggest pair of pants she could buy. Like find and they still didn't fit me. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing too. I mean, in Japan and China in general, if you buy clothes from those countries, the sizes, people. the people there are just generally smaller. Nice. So some yeah. things you can't find. As like a bigger... That's why I was saying, like, do they make them in all different sizes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you have to go to the right places, but they definitely do make bigger pants. Like I can find Japanese selvage pants where I go. Cool. All right. So. I, I'll I'm into this. Yeah, and it's real history. The problem is that it's almost ironic that some of the places in Japan that bought those looms they're reselling our own product back to us you know just because Levi's wanted to mass produce jeans that's really I mean, sad I mean to some extent we're producing jeans for the masses now but the quality is never going to be I mean yeah you know you go to Old Navy or Levi's you can buy jeans for like 40, 50, 100 bucks you can buy $80 Old Navy jeans are not that expensive well, also the worst jeans on the planet I would say Walmart jeans are probably a lot worse no 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 Look it up. There is an entire thread of stuff about the mom butt jeans from Old Navy. Oh, I don't know about no mom butt, but uh, what I do. No, know, literally, what you buy your mom butt. Yeah, you wear their mean? jeans, and then as you wear them, because they're all stretch, within like twenty to thirty minutes, the whole shape of them changes, and they make you look dumpy and bad. Like you can literally Google this. Well, all I know they're is just trolling everybody. The jeans that they're, they're the selvage raw jeans that you can buy are the best jeans ever, and some of these jeans are like four hundred dollars. I'm not going to spend that. I, I'm going to one day. One day, right now. Right now, the most expensive pair of jeans that I have, uh, Levi's five hundred ones. I don't know. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, no, I was actually going to buy original my circa 1952. Well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? If you find a pair of Levi's 501s from 1952, those are selvage jeans. That's what they're making in Japan. Those are the good jeans. So we're in agreement in a way. I'm just saying what they're putting out now. Levi's does have a very small like if you navigate their website, there's a very small section where you can buy Japanese selvage denim now under the Levi's name if you want and they're much better and they're much more expensive. It's like they're black label stuff. Listen, I, I don't want to get into I this because it's I not don't a fit paranormal in topic. It's not a paranormal topic. I barely fit into Levi's myself but uh, I will give you a link or Christmas Rick, is coming yours up. is a great derailer tonight, dude. It's not. You You helped derail every time. What? Derailed. How did I help this one out? No, that was on him. Pretty sure you brought up his jeans. If he derails, you are the catalyst. Nick, you know you like getting railed. <laughs> I get derailed. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. 
<laughs> Nick, are we good? Are we good, buddy? Can we end this one? End it. <laughs> Don't ask me. Ask Wazzy. It's her topic. He wasn't well, sure if you topic. wanted to go off on another tangent. <laughs> no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'll return them. Oh, okay. Yes. Let me play the outro music and we'll stick a fork in this one because I do want to talk about other stuff after this. If you guys I'm gonna buy you Levi's from my fucking uh garage sale, give them to you. Okay, if you knew my size, maybe that might help you. Anyway. Obviously, you're so svelte, you've got to be a 34, 36 because you're tall, right? <laughs> oh, me? No. Frank, take the compliment. Thank He's a 34, you. 32. My dad is a 32, 30. For reference. It's so short. I love it. Hey, give him some Jinkos. <laughs> he does that oh. spinning roundhouse kick. It's some just Jinkos. Like, you can't. You can't do anything in Jinko pants. Wazzy, do you even know what those are? You can rollerblade in Jinkos. No. I did. Jinko I used pants to do a lot. I of probably know what they yeah. are. I just don't know what. Jinko pants you... are raver pants. They have a really huge opening at the bottom. Just they imagine were, that whole leg was that way. Your waist and how big your waist opening is, just imagine that's the same size as the leg opening. <laughs> Each leg one. is like trunk legs, dude. Have you seen the memes that are like, oh, these youngins, because it's coming oh, back, I you know? The, the winter is coming. And they're like, oh, they're not ready. Because yeah. your pants are going to be wet up to your knees for the next three months. <laughs> I seen okay. a girl not too long ago she was probably like 15 or 16 wearing jinko new jinkos that mm -hmm. were huge like what we used to have yeah they're back i saw a girl walking down the street yeah. the other day in a bucket hat bucket hats yeah. are coming back yeah i think they're horrible but they are coming back the y2k vibe is the, i think like a lot of 90s fashions are coming back bucket hats fanny packs these are things that are coming back Jinko yeah. jeans, Jinko jeans, like those leap pipes. Like I've never not liked collars, but like you know, like women used to wear those chokers, like up here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The blowjob collars. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that, but I know those are making a comeback. I know my girlfriend has How about one. The, the other one with the guys would wear with the seashells on it. I got one right now. Necklace? What are you talking about? I'll, <laughs> I'll walk over and grab it. I've got one right now. I never let go of that. That's from like 1994. Or something. I have one of those too. Probably. I still have mine. Mine, I put mine away, but mine is literally right next yeah, to my head. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Finish it then. <laughs> you too. Then, okay, final thoughts, guys. Before we get derailed. Oh, I'll go first. Okay. If you think your third marriage is the charm, think again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be part of a human centipede ever. <laughs> Two really good closing thoughts. Wazi, what do you got left? Well, <laughs> don't die. Well, sir. Uh... Well, just don't die. Really, just just try to just try to survive. I mean, I hope you're not gonna be anybody's slave. I hope you're not gonna get turned into a centipede. I hope to God you're not getting twirled around by your own sausages from inside. Um. <laughs> What the fuck? That's something Nick said earlier about sausages. Oh my god, I just forgot. Survive. Just please survive. <laughs> the world is not it's we're not meant to settle. Please don't settle. Not for this. There are better ways to die than that. That's deep. That's very deep. Oh, for sure. Guts deep. <laughs> Guts deep. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>
My final Frank? thought is, Frank? Uh, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. I hope oh, you enjoyed. You. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Quality content. It's a family podcast. Um, no. Nope. We're uh, hopefully going to see Allie next week. Super excited for that. Woo woo. And, uh, yeah, we we want to talk to everybody. We want to get back into it. So uh, hit us up. Give us a call. Send us some chats. We'll see y'all next week. And uh, that's about it. We'll see y'all next week. Say hi to your moms for me. You're beautiful people on a beautiful planet, but don't become a slave. Yeah, I'm a slave. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. We're not, we're not, we're not. <laughs>